Today's episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. What if comparing car insurance rates was as easy as putting on your favorite podcast? With Progressive, it is. Just visit the Progressive website to quote with all the coverages you want. You'll see Progressive's direct rate, then their tool will provide options from other companies so you can compare. All you need to do is choose the rate and coverage you like. Quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Welcome back, my kindred, to Blood and Syrup, a Vampire the Masquerade live play podcast. I am Savanya Dracul, your host through this world of darkness. In 1619, Doris Frances Barbara was a night farmer in P-Town, and though mortal, she was also a witch. About to be burnt alive, she was rescued by the pyramid, and then abruptly forced into an eternity of servitude. But unlike the kindred around her, Doris became aware that their leader was manipulating them. Refusing to serve Lucius Balefire without something in return, she lost an eye. If she continues her defiance, what will she lose next? Abandon hope, all ye who listen here. Doris. Every night, for five more nights, you have been brought into Lucius Balefire's chambers. You have, I'm imagining, demanded the right to learn how to control minds every night every because night. Doris is very stubborn. <laughs> yes. At which point, Lucius has taken your eye with the silver knife again because it has been growing back, but it has been discolored <gasps> as it continues to receive repeated silver damage night after night <gasps> after night. Oh, that's brutal. Ew. And then he has dominated your mind Mm. and forced you to draw tarot cards for him. But the results have been bad. (gasps) They have not yielded truth for him. They have not yielded the future. It has become a real war between you. And when you return to your coffin, like you do on this sixth of seven nights, your friends are there. Only it's very clear that they've all been given instructions by the Pontifex to try to convince you that you should be doing what everybody else does. That you should just be celebrating the love of the family. So you step into the room with the scar forming over your eye as this continues, and they all approach. Oh dear, Doris. Did it happen again? It happened again. (sighs) I'm starting to get used to it. Should I get used to it? That seems like a bad thing. It is a bad thing. Oh. You should you should be just doing what Lucius asks of you. But I don't want to. Why wouldn't you want to, Doris? Every we we love him. He loves you. You should you should just do whatever he wants and you, I don't know why you keep getting injured. I don't think I love him. Well, uh, that's not Doris. Doris. Do you love Doris. me? Do you love us? Of course she loves you, And we all Elizabeth. love each other. I love you, Doris. Love and I you, love Doris. Lucius. Well, yeah, naturally. I think you're tired. You need someone to drink. Just give me a second. No, 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 no. I think... I don't think I should be drinking any blood right now. And I don't think I should be drinking from the cup anymore. Doris, you can't. Well, that's ridiculous. Why? Doris, I don't know if that's for us to decide, yeah. really. I mean. I don't think you know what you are supposed to decide or not. Well, I mean. I think you've been best. brainwashed. I, and he won't let me. I, de- I choose to drink from the cup. You don't, though. <laughs> we all you do. Him. Yes. He's I, controlling your minds. Don't you feel it? Doris. 
I'm free and you're not. I think what's happening here, Doris, is there's been, you know, an adjustment period here. We all lost our magic that we all had. Oh, I didn't. And we got new magic, better magic. I I didn't. You, you what, didn't what? I didn't lose. I can still see things. Well, maybe it's just taking you longer. You know, maybe you're a late bloomer. You need to let this happen. You need to drink from the cup willingly. I don't want to drink from the cup anymore. I don't know what to do. You don't have to do anything. Well, you're really worried. I'm going to help you. Doris, I just want you to be happy. I want... I'll be happy when he stops stabbing me in the eye. He'll stop stabbing you in the eye. What if I take matters into my own hands? What if I stab Wait. him in the eye? No. Doris, see how he likes it. Doris. What if I poison his mind slowly, <laughs> well, That's not just going to hug Doris. Doris, you're <laughs> no, funny. No, no. You've always been funny. No, but... I poison him. Yes. That's what needs to be done. Doris, we Hang all... See how he likes it. We all enjoy po- your japes, but that kind of talk could get you into trouble with other people. But he needs to know how it feels to be denied something. Are you serious? He doesn't... <laughs> no. Oh, see, the Doris is kidding around again. I was so scared. Well, I was Doris. having a hard time Oof. with that one. <laughs> Normally I would make you roll, Claire, but they love you so much. <laughs> and they can't imagine a world where you don't love them the same amount. Yes. That they buy it. Yep. And you get to go to your coffin. Good night. And you have some time to plan. You know the truth that you've known your whole life. <laughs> There's always poison. (laughs) (laughs) So the question is, what is your plan for tomorrow night? You know you have to give a tarot reading. Yeah. You know that that tarot reading needs to come true. Yeah. Or you will be executed. Oh, shit. Okay. (laughs) Um, Oh, boy. Then... If I can, like, get my hands on some, I don't know, mind-altering substances or something like that. Like, basically, like, I'll tell him the truth, but I also want what I want. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's sort of Doris's deal, so that makes sense to me. Uh, you, You have access and you have time between the two official drinks from the goblet every morning and your lessons before you're dragged before Lucius. You have enough time that you could sneak out of a class functionally and run around and collect something that you need from the weird mad scientist castle that is the blood spire. Right. Blood spire. Cool. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Is there some kind of like (sighs) hallucinogenic kind of thing that I could give him? I mean, there's probably everything. The question is, how do you want a dose of vampire? You've had a few weeks of vampirism before this came up where your gift is being demanded. Yeah. So um, what, whatever you want in terms of like materials is available. Yeah. I mean, I think, do I know, do, do I know any of his schedules? Like, does he take like a cup of blood before bed? Like, is it like. <laughs> Unfortunately, all you do is get brought up to deal with right. him. And people are so covetous of their duties and people love the people who've given them orders. So when they're told to keep something a secret. They do. Okay, then I think this is the origin of her making bullshit up. And so I think it's like she feels like uh, this is the big tarot reading. This is like the most important thing that he needs. So I think she's like, in order for this tarot reading to go really well, you need to drink from like my blood and, uh, you know, like that kind of thing Mm -hmm. to like so we can like mind meld. But it's like, like, 
but the blood itself is poisoned with this hallucinogenic thing. So your plan is to dose yourself with a hallucinogen so he can drink from you no. and then you're both high? No. <laughs> oh, it's like you will take some of your blood, taint it, but it's in yes. a vessel already? Yes. Okay, so how are you preparing the blood? Uh, um, I'm, I'm taking it for myself and I'm putting whatever hallucinogen I can get in it. And then I'm going to like produce it and be like, ah, oh, sit down, do this ritual. It's very important. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> you must drink from my blood because my blood will help you attune to the truth. Okay. Which is totally so going to work you, on the ageless vampire. You've got a, a goblet. Uh, <laughs> you're, putting, you're putting blood in it, uh, your own blood, and you are mixing in, let's say mushrooms. It feels like something that you would have had some experience with in terms of if you'd been doing basic witchcraft and yeah. kind of village yeah, things. Yeah. So you get some good shrooms. Uh, how, do you grind them up? What's your process for preparing them into the blood? Like, how do you try to, or is it just there's a mushroom sitting in the Grind blood? them like the spiders. <laughs> Bopping in the blood. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. She, she's not <laughs> Like the most this. potent mushroom she can get her hands on. Like the kind of thing that like, yeah, I want him seeing shit. I want to like fuck with his brain. Okay, great. So you prep your goblet. Yeah. You grind up some mushrooms. You you go with as much as it can. You do a test cup to figure out how it's too much so you can see a little bit of mushrooms. You go just below that. Yeah. So this would be four times a fatal dose for a regular person. You're ready to dose the <laughs> shit caps, out of this no guy. stems. <laughs> yeah. So you bring the cup up to Lucius Balefire's chamber and you enter and he says, I've had enough of your games. Now draw the card and show me what will happen. Sir, I just wish to apologize for my behavior and... My compatriots have shown me the better way, the more loving way to be a part of the pyramid. I understand now. Yes, good. And I understand what must happen for you and I to get the best reading possible. Interesting. What? I've been thinking, sir. I think... Instead of you entering my mind, which hasn't been working, and she's going to like, like take a knee, like, and just kind of like draw out the goblet, like very like King Arthur style, <laughs> uh, and just say, um, if your eminence would drink of my essence, it can help you truly attune yourself to my prophetic powers, and our love can grow ever stronger. To truly reveal the truth. Truthfully, sir. And he is going to reach out and rest a hand on the side of your face. Mm. And let me pull up the rule book. I knew I wrote down this page number for a reason. Yeah. I just knew it. Oh, boy. Need to look up the chump rules. <laughs> <laughs> See if this guy's a dupe. Okay, Claire, can you roll me a composure and subterfuge? Yeah. Can I can I rouse? Absolutely you can. You got vampire powers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. So composure four. Okay. So I don't have any subterfuge. 
three successes. He oh, looks no. you in the eye and says, I can see into your soul. And I know that you are lying. Fucking fuck shit. <laughs> so let's make a different arrangement. Clearly, you've been sworn to the pyramid and you want to be part of a loving family. But we can't force you to love us. So that makes you into one of two things. An enemy or a mercenary. Enemies must be destroyed. Mercenaries must be paid. If you do this draw for me, I will give you a casket made of gold and set you free. With all due respect, sir, I, I maybe believe the first part of that. But the pyramid doesn't set people free. The pyramid is a loving family, and you are apparently not of this family, and not capable of love. You are useless. At the same time, we've taught you nothing. There will be no cost to your loss. I can be very useful to you, sir. All I ask is what I've been asking for the last seven days. Is that too much for what I can truly give you? If you wish to learn more of our magics, then you must rise in rank. It means you must commit yourself to the pyramid, love or no. Will you do so? I will. Excellent. Then do this draw. The casket will be yours and you will be raised to the rank of magister. Pick a card, sir. Any card. And he does. Can you roll me a wits and a cult? <laughs> uh, two successes. Two successes. He draws a random card. Mm -hmm. What is shown on it? A jester. The jester has appeared. You strongly doubt something funny or entertaining is going to happen at his Council <laughs> oh of the God. Seven meeting where they choose a new member of the council. You have reached a precipice where you now have a card drawn that you drew earnestly, but you don't feel very strongly about the result. You need this to be true because mm -hmm. if it is, you get all that you want. Mm -hmm. If it isn't, you are executed because that still sits on the table. Mm -hmm. How are you going to make this true? Hmm. If I may be frank, sir, this card is not going to make you look good, but I can help you. I can change how they see you tomorrow if I am taught how. I can tell the future and I can tell you that you will not be doing the laughing tomorrow. They will, unless I can force them otherwise and convince them of a different truth. Let me wrap my own tendrils 
around their brains, sir. Interesting. So I will make you the jester, and you will draw cards for them, and predict futures that bring them great joy, and knowing that you are my plaything, they will advance me to the top. Yes. Yes, this will happen. Yes. And he drags you by the scruff of your neck out of the room and paints you like a clown and brings you to the Council of Seven. And he forces you to draw cards and entertain them so that everyone will laugh. And you don't realize that this is a prophecy for what the next several centuries of your life will be like being forced to read cards for very powerful people you don't necessarily care for. Mm -hmm. But it is what it is. Can I get a wits and a cult roll for the draws of this evening? And I think her intentions are like, Mm -hmm. every time she draws a card, it's going to be something that's going to influence them in a way that benefits him. Yeah, let's do three three rolls then. Okay, so... Ooh, oh, uh, well, that's three tens and two ones. Um, but I don't have any hunger, so it's not on any hunger days. Okay, three, oh my God, so it's yeah. one, two, three, five, minus two, it's three, it's three successes. Okay. Okay. That's a new one. Yeah. yeah. It's new. I'm going to say add a hunger die to this one. Hmm. Uh, two successes and... Three successes. Solid, solid, solid. You start off strong and are thrilling the council. And then the council is less sure of the next draws. They don't seem terribly rosy and positive about the future. But they manage to interpret your cards in their own ways of a strategy to move forward. And believe that ultimately, you know truths of the past. You must know truths of the future. And the whole thing was very entertaining. Your your general off-puttingness that would freak out general people of the human population is pretty entertaining for vampires. They're all kind of into it. And you very cleverly, due to your overall number of successes, hide the fact that you do not feel any love for the pyramid and don't actually give a shit about them, which is very important. So Lucius Balefire, at the end of the night, is raised to the Council of Seven. He is raised to one of the highest points in all of the pyramid, for there is no pinnacle above the Seven. And you return back. And he brings you to his throne room and you see your three friends. Peter, Bertrand, and Lisbeth. And Lucius says, ah, they have brought your gift, Magister. And he shows you a massive golden casket for you from a king. And he says, this gift will carry you through an age. It will allow you to discover your true self. And it will teach you love. And he kicks out your feet and he jams you into the golden casket. And your friends carry you down to the mausoleum. Where they lovingly feed you blood inside this golden casket for a century. Where you are not allowed out. Doris, you have a century to plan your escape Fuck. from this casket. <laughs> no wonder I'm so insane. <laughs> and you may not have remembered your one rule of vampirism that you told to the nurse Stella Carson, but it was, if a king offers you a gold coffin, don't take it. 
<laughs> now I watch Claire's brain melt. But yes, I listened to all your weird shit and we built the history out of it. <laughs> oh my God. So oh my God. You spend a hundred years being fed blood inside a golden coffin by three people that you considered your closest friends. How do you escape? <laughs> oh my Lord. Um, I think she accesses some part of her brain that she hadn't accessed before. Uh, that like some like I think this is where she learns how to control people, um, with her mind. Um, because how else is this gonna like? I th I think she's it's gonna end up. She's going to make. Uh, I think um, Bertrand set her free. And then tear her friends apart limb by limb. I love this. So there are three of them. You know they are studying blood sorcery. And mm -hmm. you know that they are existing as vampires. And you do travel in this box, as you have mentioned in other mm -hmm. episodes, between nations as you are carried around. And I'm just slowly gaining the blood sorcery through their blood that they're learning. Through the blood that you're absorbing. Also, mm -hmm. a lot of it is a mental discipline that mm -hmm. you're dealing with, the ability to project yourself out. And being inside a box this small means your mind over this century begins to lose its rigid edges. We all have a very logical sense of, like, the sixth sense is proprioception. We know where our hand is even if we can't see it. Mm -hmm. uh, your body loses those exterior limits, which actually unlocks a number of mental abilities for you because they have to teach vampires to lose a sense of self to be able to step into another's mind. Right. Yours just frays <laughs> yeah. and disappears. But you realize there is this hole through which they are pouring blood in. Mm -hmm. And for brief moments where that hole is open, you can look out and catch glances. But if you can catch Bertrand's eye mm -hmm. on the one day in three where Bertrand is the one feeding mm -hmm. you, <laughs> you may be able to dominate Bertrand's mind and set yourself free. Yeah. <laughs> you managed to do that because you have a shitload of knights. Otherwise, I'd make you roll. But like eventually, you're yeah, going to see Bertrand's eye. <laughs> uh, so let's roll for a dominate. Okay. Oh, my God. Which means Bertrand, knowing that you are very technically similar to Val, <laughs> um, you are or it's a compel, which is a dominate. Uh, we need to roll your intelligence and resolve. All right. Doris, it is charisma plus dominate. Doris, you will have two hunger at the start of this because they are not feeding you a ton of blood. Mm. Doris, you also may rouse if you want to add an additional die. Don't. Uh, that's four. Mm. Four success. I got two and they're both tens. So that's four. It is a tie. The mind war has begun. Bertrand, you are frozen in place. And Doris, you realize if you do not win this battle as you feel his mind struggle against your own, that you could lose the ability to spot and lock eyes with him again. <gasps> is there anything either of you managed to say through gritted teeth as the mind war begins? I think Bertrand is like, am, am I hearing voices again? Am I hearing your thoughts, Doris? <laughs> um... And she's going to say, um, Bertrand. Do Do Doris, I love you. If you love me, let me out. Well, but you're in trouble. I love you, but I love the pyramid more. Would you love me if I'm dead, Bertrand? We're all dead, Doris. But I am dying a thousand deaths, Bertrand. 
That's what love is, Doris. <laughs> okay, let's roll the compel again. That's <laughs> Definitely a good stalemate. All right, same die roll. Uh, Doris, I'm going to give you a bonus die to your roll because Bertrand has heard voices again, and ultimately Bertrand likes hearing voices. Mm-hmm. There's something comforting about that. Mm-hmm. Three, two successes. What do you say, Doris? You get one sentence Bertrand has to act on. Um, if you let me out, I'll be your friend in your head forever. Mm. Yeah, I mean, that's not just, you can just come out for a minute. <laughs> and drag out. Yeah, skin. Bertrand opens the top of the coffin. Great. What do you do? I say, kill the other two, Bertrand. Do it for love. Do we have to roll again? Yeah, we'll have to roll on that one. Um, if you can roll, you need to roll your roll your rouse check. So you've got to do that, uh, Doris. I will also say, Bertrand, I'm going to add four dice to your pool. <gasps> two dice for each of your friends that you love. Whoa. This is true. All right. Am I still rolling with an extra day? Yes. Okay. Bertrand likes hearing voices. Unfortunately, that doesn't go away. Whoa. Oh, my God. I got four successes and two of them are tens. So I got six Six. successes. Yeah, I got nothing. I got two. All right. Uh, Doris is climbing out of the coffin and told you to kill your friends. Doris does not love you. Doris does not love the pyramid. Doris is a threat to the pyramid. What do you do, Bertrand? Just shove her back in and, and smash I, the top down. Oh, I was going to say, I think she sees that. In yeah. the second, I think I'm going to go for your face with my All right. clawed fingernails at this point. Great. We're going to both things can happen at the same time. Let's get <laughs> uh, an athletics and a, or what is it? A strength and athletics from Bertrand. Actually, no, because she's tiny. Dex and athletics for Bertrand. Do that. And then Doris, you're going for the face. Mm-hmm. You're being threatened with another century of being trapped in a box. Oh, my God. Doris, there is an interesting thing that would be theoretically possible for you at this point. Because you are threatened with something that is objectively terrifying. Yeah. Uh, and a threat to your core belief, and you're already kind of insane. <laughs> Vampires can voluntarily frenzy. And just Yo, allow yes. themselves to go fucking 1, crazy. thousand percent, that is what she would do. Knowing that you're already pretty loose and ready to allow the beast to take over. Yeah. I'm going to give you the full beast powers that usually only occur when a vampire okay. is completely lost okay. and like becomes a monster. Cool. Uh, you now have five for all of your physical dice pools. Oh, shit. So you have okay. five, count as having five strength okay. and five decks. Okay. Uh, you will be doing strength and brawl will be your role to attack Bertrand. So if I have nothing in Brawl, I would just be rolling five? You're just rolling strength, yeah. Okay. Three successes for Bertrand. One, two, three, five successes. Ah! And she screams, I'm going to eat your heart. And she just leaps for your face. (laughs) Ah! Just face (laughs) blood all over the place. Yeah, so while you are going for the face, Doris, Bertrand, you are trying to wrestle. You both end up inside the coffin. Only, Bertrand, you are on the ground, and Doris is just ripping hunks out of your face with claws sharpened on the inside of the gold metal casket. (laughs) So, Bertrand, you take three superficial damage. Because this is frenzy damage, no halvesies on that one. This is coming out of your face, and you are doing other things. What happens now? Um, 
I uh, tear out his throat with my fist and close the <laughs> coffin lid on him. Okay. <laughs> with I my think you're going to have to pick one oh, okay. right at the gate. I close the coffin lid. Great. So you're jumping out and going for the coffin lid. So yes. we will give you dex and athletics. Okay. Bertrand, what are you trying to do? Your face is being ripped off. I think Bertrand would be trying to call for help, like trying okay. to get in contact with the people he loves. That makes <laughs> sense. So I will say wits okay. and performance for your ability to yell for help. Well, that's not very much. Right? I will give you a bonus two oh, dice okay. if you don't resist her closing the lid. Like if you're oh, not racing yeah, to no. try to hold her back, you're just, just yelling. Just trying to yell. Yep. Yeah. We'll Three successes. All right, Bertrand. Two successes. Bertrand does manage to yell for help, but all that comes out is, and then it's just <laughs> slammed shut on him. Uh, can I get a roll of wits and awareness from Lisbeth and Peter? Wits no, and awareness. No hunger, say. right? Uh, no hunger for you guys. Okay. Three successes. I think it's a net out because I got two ones plus two successes. So nothing. Mm. Nothing. All right. A classic uh, Everett. <laughs> I'm, I'm Everett in every century. <laughs> <laughs> when you escape the coffin and slam it shut, Doris, you realize you are on board a ship oh. that is uh, that is in transit, but you are down in the hold. Mm -hmm. uh, it is storming out. The ship is rocking back and forth. Something that you'd been jostled in the coffin for so long that you didn't really have a sense of anymore. Things just moved or didn't. Uh, while this storm is happening, Peter, you don't hear anything, but Lisbeth, you do. You hear a yell of half of a help coming from from another portion within the hold. It's a truly massive ship. What do you do? Um, I, she assumes it's nothing. I mean, whatever. Doris is, has been disagreeable for a long time, um, but this is new, so she'll she'll casually check it out. <laughs> okay, so Doris, you know the call for help has gone out, but no one races through the through you know between the boxes to get towards where you are in the hold. Everything's tied down. Mm -hmm. It's nearly three stories tall, mm -hmm. wide boxes stacked of various sizes. When you look at the gold coffin, you can see that it was actually pulled out of a large box that had side opened, lined with straw around where the coffin had been. What do you do? I'm going to try to break open the bottom of the boat. <laughs> Whoa. I want to be free. Great. Can you... <laughs> There's no fighting a boat check. Um, <laughs> are you are you going to That's use... That's the episode. Yeah, are, are you going to use a, a tool around you? Or are you just going at it with your hands? Like, what is the, um, the thought of frenzied? Uh, I... Would it physically be possible for me to just scratch a bottom of a boat out with my hands? That is a great question that I don't know if Doris can answer, which is why I <laughs> well, that's yeah, yeah. Also I can, cringing I thinking can feel about it. it under my fingernails. Oh, I think I she it. would try. Great. All right, I would accept a strength. I would yeah. accept strength in brawl if you're going at it yourself. I would accept strength in athletics if you're trying to rip things apart. I would accept Again. strength in melee if you're trying to hit it <gasps> with some stuff. Let's do that. Great. You pick a big heavy solid box and you just start wailing on the fucking floor with that thing yeah i picture her as like the witch from left for dead right now oh, god <laughs> right uh to be clear they are all hunger days because you voluntarily frenzied oh, to full god. insanity okay 
well, then I don't need to. Okay. You can just roll the same dice bullets. Yeah. Just tens and ones get really I interesting. Just know that they're hunger dice. Yeah. So uh, strength, you said strength and melee? Yep. So I'm rolling strength will be six five. hunger yep, dice. Six. <laughs> Oh God! Uh, no, that's one success. <laughs> one success. Action. Oh, two successes. Oh, two success. Oh, thank God. <laughs> two successes. Uh, you just start wailing away, and it's super loud. Yeah. Peter oh, definitely she's hears like it. Screeching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is full. There's a monster in the deck. Uh, you do start to do some damage. There starts to be just like it, water starts slowly welling up, and then she's just start ripping at it with her hands. Peter, <laughs> Lisbeth. I'm there. I'm on my way. It is an emergency. So, Lisbeth slightly closer. So, yeah. Lisbeth, you oh, burst yeah. onto the scene and find Doris freed, yanking uh, planks out of the bottom of the boat. Yeah. Bertrand would still be trying to hit the top of the coffin and yelling from there, but I don't know. If the coffin it's is movable. banging gently. Yes. There we go. Oh, uh, Lisbeth would, uh, without hesitation, leap at Doris to get her to stop. This is. Uh, how did she get out? Great. She has to subdue her. Lisbeth is leaping at you, Doris. How do you respond? I'm going to try to uh, uh, claw out her eyes. Great. Strength and brawl <laughs> or strength and melee if you're going to use a piece of the broken box that you just busted <gasps> I'm going to go shing shing with yeah. a chunk of wood. Great. Chunk of wood. We're going for the classic stabbing of the face. Mm -hmm. uh, Lisbeth, if we could a get a strength, a vampire in the strength and brawl. <laughs> She doesn't know about staking. Oh, no, yeah. She was a vampire for like four weeks, and the pyramid does not teach you things <laughs> if they don't have to. Five successes. One. Okay. Sorry about your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Friends. You take uh, four aggravated damage. Yikes. Because... You got lucky, and the mm -hmm. box that you broke had some silver stuff in it, so there's a little bit of the dust left on the stake. So you are now blinded as well, so you'll be at minus two oh, to any die rolls involving goodness. your sight. At which point, Peter, you come around the corner watching Doris blinding one friend while another's trapped inside the coffin. All right. It is time to show Doris <laughs> uh, the kind of power you can gain from embracing the pyramid. And I would like to, using Everett's stats dominate doris majestic <laughs> i'll just call out doris to get your attention to look at me yeah mm -hmm. and then i will need you to help me with this how do you normally dominate someone like through eye compel you mean compel, yeah, compel. Yeah, um, it's charisma and dominate so charisma Perfect. plus uh <laughs> what do you have in fortitude everett uh in fortitude i have two as a yeah, special let's use thing. that as your okay. as your dominate okay Charisma plus that. Uh, Doris, it's intelligence plus resolve. Mm -hmm. And you already have a weapon in your hand. So I will say, if you resist this, you you get to attack him. Okay. Oh, that's two ones on a on hunger dice. <gasps> and I got one success. And I got two successes. Two successes, but they go to zero because of the bestial failure. Yeah. Oh, no, I got three successes. Sorry. Three successes and two ones. Okay, so you got... A one, and you also got a one. I also got a one. <sighs> okay, this is a weird combo, but we're gonna play this out. Doris, yes, you feel him try to thrust his tendrils into your mind, but it is Ugh. off putting for you. Mm -hmm. Um, 
my Peter. dear friend Peter. Peter. Thank God there's a lot of names of this. Yeah. <laughs> this little wing. But Peter, you are attacking in the way that you've been taught. In rat like wrap around the victim's mind, you picture it with tendrils, you're reaching in to try to grab who they are and shape a core identity. The problem is you can't wrap Doris's mind. You are trying to reach around it, but it's too ephemeral. It's like trying to grab smokes. So every time you tighten, the tendrils go in, but there's nothing to hang on to. There's too malleable uh, a strangeness in there. Doris, you feel this assault and you are capable of resisting it mainly instinctually, also because of the frenzy of the beast rolling through you. He doesn't gain control of your mind, but for a brief moment, you both share a mind. Mm. And you feel the love that you should be feeling for the pyramid. And you feel the love that he feels for everyone else. And you can feel the love that he has for you. Mm -hmm. And it shocks the beast so hard to feel that kind of toxic, overwhelming love that your frenzy ends. Okay. And you are left standing as yourself, staring at Peter, but neither of you are in control of each other's minds. Mm -hmm. What do you do? Um, you get to act first because Peter will have had his brain gently broken by the fact that your yeah, beast just like got out loved yeah, yeah, yeah. and exploded <laughs> out of his mind. Right. Um, uh, I'm going to say, I'm going to ruin this ship, Peter. And I can either do it with your head or you can run. Make your choice. I made my choice one century and seven days ago and I resume the assault. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get a straight up roll. Uh, Peter, if I could get strength and brawl. Uh, strength and brawl for physically attacking? Yes, for physically attacking. Or are you trying to mind I'm war the, again? Sorry, I maintain the mental assault. Oh, because this is, I, oh, this is yeah, all I'm proof like, then, Doris, you were wrong. You need to accept like, the love. <laughs> look at how, look at what <laughs> it did for me, what it can do for you. Yep. Great. This is for all the marbles in this battle because there's a person in a box and there's a person who's blinded just probably going, Rah! Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No. Could you tell us what sound you're making over there, Elizabeth? <laughs> Yeah, okay, so, so that's happening over there. To... Uh, yes, but neither of you is going to be doing a defense roll. You are both no. rolling yeah. your charisma plus mm -hmm. your compel or dominate. My faith in the pyramid is unshakable. This is the this is there's only one outcome. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, let's see. Four successes. Two successes. <laughs> I'm gonna use your head as a battering ram. So Doris. You successfully compel Peter. Mm -hmm. You can't order him to do anything that would harm himself. You can feel that. There is a limit on this yep. magic. Okay. Which is why, and previously that's also been true. You've had people attack other people around them or things yep. like that. Yeah. What do you have him do? What do you tell him to do? You have one sentence to sum it up. I would say, oh, put yourself and Lesbeth in the coffin and close it behind you. That works. Peter would go to Lisbeth. Grab Lisbeth. Yep. Any sounds you want to provide Lisbeth? <laughs> She's just like scrabbling at her yep. own face and blindly looking around. Yep. So he <laughs> drags Lisbeth over, raises the lid on the coffin. Bertrand, can you roll yeah. me oh, no. a Dex and Athletics? <laughs> oh, I realized this was a this is a tricky. Uh, we might, I'm just proceeding to continue tearing at the bottom of the boat. <laughs> I rolled two successes and two ones. So, so nothing. That's a wash. Mm -hmm. 
They're all in the coffin. <laughs> Peter closes the door over them, so they are locked in this coffin. Beautiful. I'm going to tear out the bottom of the boat. Logically, and swim free. you have the time. <laughs> so. <laughs> The crew doesn't come down here after the number of them that have died over the course of this journey on a boat being eaten by, uh, they don't know what, but they don't like to go below decks anymore. Uh, You dig a hole. Mm -hmm. The ship sinks and you manage to swim out from under it because you do not need to breathe. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you swim your way free of the wreck and you realize the ship behind you is going down in the London Harbor. It is a new London. You've never been to London, England, and you have been in a box for a century. You're seeing technology you never thought you'd see. Fashion is different. Everything is different. There are other boats coming over to try to rescue crew who are ending up in the water. Do you want to get rescued as this happens? Do you want to swim away? It's the middle of the night. You don't feel sunrise closing in. She would let herself be rescued. Great. So you're just another member of this poor crew. Mm -hmm. Just a stowaway dressed in black robes from 100 years ago, mm-hmm. just hauled up on a ship. And they're like, oh, how are you doing, Lassie? I can't believe it. Where'd you learn to swim? Where did I learn to do a lot of things? Uh, did you hit your head? Um, oh, she, she hit her head. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to look at you and say, I hit a lot of heads. Okay, uh, get the doctor, get the doctor. And they like, they head back to shore. The rest of the crew are kind of there. People are clearly going to recover elements from the wreck. There's a lot of cargo. Mm. Some of the boxes are floating. You don't have a concern about the gold coffin floating. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Once you're on the shore where they've got rescue crews hauling people out, saving the people that they can, do you want to slip away? Do you want to try to find a doctor and get them to bring you out of there manually? What's your <laughs> I think escape she plan? she would march up to the captain of the ship and just say, Excuse me, sir. You see an elaborately dressed captain, clearly from the Royal Navy, not of the ship that you were sunk on because you don't know what a captain looks like, but the fanciest dressed person (laughs) here. Can you take me to your king? I'm afraid that won't be possible, madwoman, but we can find a beautifully dressed cage for you. Uh, and he's reaching out for you to put you in to capture you. Oh, she's good. She's no, she's going to shred him and run. Great. Can you roll me a strength and brawl? <laughs> Big ol' one dice over here for Doris. <laughs> Give it a roll. Ten. Ten. I'll give you that for a 10 because he's he's not really. So you just run claws along his wrist and he releases you and you get to run and you break free of this Mm -hmm. this whole area and you run into the Warrens in the streets of London. And about two blocks away, a figure steps out, just says, I saw what you did back there. What? I did what? What did I do? And you see a lanky looking man with cheap uh stick and poke tattoos covering him mm-hmm. and ratty clothes. He goes, you could make some real money. You've got some combat skills no one would expect. Who are you? The name's Andy Costa. Are you going to try to put me in a box? Oh, no, I'd like you to put some other people in a box while people watch and pay us. Can you take me to the king? I can take you to a kind of king. Tell me, what do you know about underground fight clubs? Underground what? Underground fight clubs, let me tell you. They've always existed. They always will. They're everywhere. They're easy to spring up and they're a perfect way to make money, kill some people and make a fortune. I like fortunes. I I can tell them. Ooh. 
well, don't tell anyone about that or you'll get killed as a witch. Come on. And he <laughs> wraps an arm around you and you find your first of many patrons that will carry oh. you through the new world on an ongoing basis. As you find your own footing, that eventually leads you to Cleopatra, a patron who can keep you clear of the pyramid, your greatest and most dogged threat. And then we return to modern day. This episode of Blood and Syrup features the voices of Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Claire Blackwood at Claire Blackwood on Twitter, Del Borvik at Deltastic on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at EL Hamstring on Twitter, and storyteller Ryan Laplante at The Ryan Laplante on Twitter. This episode was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Blood and Syrup's artwork was created by Del Borvik at delborvik.com. That's D E L B O R O V I C. Our theme songs are What's Really Going On Right Now by Chase Allen Willis and Traffic by Kai Engel. And our ads use the tracks No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J A H Z Z A R. All of their music is available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com, our Twitter and Instagram at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. We also have merchandise available at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice. And most importantly, you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. Sleep well, my kindred. Sleep well in this world of darkness. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, Sue One, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn 1138, Alorain Okapi, OMG It's Big Nick, D&D and Things, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Flea Unit, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Nithrian, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Diovasis, Loki Burrito, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, and Jill and Noel Laplante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.